Welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio, where we share tried and tested ways to grow your brand and get more customers. Everything from the latest in marketing and branding, right through to growing your team and creating an irresistible culture. Welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio. In this episode, I'm interviewing Adam Bold. Adam owns a business called Points of Difference Travel and Events. And well, rather than an interview, it's more like a presentation from him on how you can welcome the LGBT plus community into your business, how to market to broader communities that you just might not be aware of at this stage, or you may, without even realizing, have opportunities to be more inclusive and attract a broader customer base. So a really insightful uh, a podcast, this one, a really insightful episode. And Adam's super open with his knowledge um, and an awesome guy. So really, really cool. A lot of, I think everyone can take something from this episode, even if you're doing really well, already marketing to these uh, customer segments as well. So enjoy the episode. If you've got any questions, feel free to get in touch with the team here at Basic Bananas. Adam, thank you for joining me. Oh, my pleasure, Christo. Good to be here again. Yeah, awesome to have you. Now, um, for our listeners, Adam, you shared an awesome presentation recently with our Genius Bunch, um, helping the other members of the community um, as of the awesome human you are, um, helping others with your knowledge and sharing. And so I thought, let's let's talk about it. Let's bring it to the masses on the podcast yeah, absolutely yeah cool yeah. and it was really 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 awesome content so what are, what, are, what are you going to be talking about what are we what are we going through yeah so um i look i'm coming to you from the uh, land of the gadigal people uh today as well uh, on a risk day in sydney um this is basically it's it's welcoming the lgbt plus community to your business and sort of just explaining what all that means and some of the concepts around what all that means and giving you some examples about how I market to some of those segments and um, ways you can actually modify your offerings that actually make you more appealing uh, to, to those communities. Yeah, and it was so, really cool, like really awesome, insightful, and a lot of things that I just, I think most business owners and marketers just, you know, you, you get caught in your bubble and you're sort of in your lane without realising and you um, could be ignoring, you know, potential huge customer base. And so I thought it's such good content. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you kind of go for it. And um, <laughs> occasionally. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did this very quickly the other day, so it's actually nice to catch a breath and, and expand on it a bit more. But Basically, the, the key concept I'd like uh, listeners to take away with them today is the idea of spectrum, that we're not dealing in black and white concepts. We're actually dealing with a range of things. And when it comes to gender and sexuality, I'll explain that a bit further. But basically, if your business is welcoming to the LGBT plus community, then these strategies uh, will help you be welcome to everyone. Because uh, if you're welcoming to people, you are welcoming to people. And that's the nice thing about it. And basically what we're trying to do here is, is creating safe spaces where people feel welcome. And it's, it's actually as simple as that. Um, we come from a lot of different places of privilege um, as white males, uh, Christo being a, a, a cis white male, um, a straight male, I'm a cis white you know, gay male. Um, mm -hmm. We see things with a privilege that other people may not. And just to break down 
when I'm saying LGBT plus, that's my abbreviation of it. But the the sort of longer term we use currently is LGBTQIA plus. And just to define that, that's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, ally, and it's sometimes also asexual. And the plus means and everything else. And if you want to if you want to put it into a gross term, we're in a sense talking non-heterosexuals. Uh, but it is a little bit more complex than that. Now, and I'm not an expert in sort of the gender identity politics and that sort of thing, but I am a gay businessman operating a gay business for the LGBT plus communities, and that's where I'm coming from in this. And what we're talking about here is really a community of communities. Uh, as I said, we're dealing with a spectrum. It's not just one thing or one one easy quick label here. But to put it in context, uh, in 2021, Forbes magazine came out with an interesting statement and statistic that the LGBT plus market is currently the fastest growing consumer market in the US. And it's on target to grow by millions over there in the next few years as the Gen Zennials and the Millennials identify as LGBT plus in more significant numbers than previous generations. Uh, we'll give you some links and stuff later that's, that you can read this stuff up, up on this stuff. So we're talking, there's really interesting marketing money or money to be made here from these communities. I've also just read recently that currently one in four US teenagers identify as non-heterosexual. And that means there's a really interesting marketing group coming through here Mm -hmm. and you would be silly to ignore it uh, because these people are coming through and are going to be very, very powerful purchases um, in the time to come. Wow, it's huge numbers, isn't it? It's, it's, uh, yeah. It is, no, and this is the thing. And what, unfortunately, the, the, the listeners can't see, what I'm looking at currently is a whole bunch of rainbow flags, um, which was great in the visual presentation. It doesn't <laughs> translate well <laughs> to here. But the concept being is that you may be familiar with the rainbow flag. Uh, that's been very common, particularly here in Sydney. We've had World Pride here this year, which is a celebration, an international celebration of, of Pride. Uh, there are many different types of flags out there that represent the many different types of the community. Uh, and just for example, there's the lesbian flag. There's a transgender flag that is quite common to be seeing at the moment, which is blue, pink and white. There's a bisexual flag, which is pink and blue with a purple in between, which, of course, is a combination of pink and blue. There's pansexual, there's non-binary, there's genderqueer, there's intersex, et cetera, and it goes on. There's also uh, community groups like the Bears. And for those of you that don't know, the bears are, are generally gay men that are larger set, uh, hairy, and um, uh, tend to c- conglomerate and gather in groups quite well. But the bears can be quite diverse as well. You can have uh, a thin, hairy man is generally referred to as an otter. That could be you, Christo. Uh, <laughs> there, there are. If you're an Asian, you can be called a panda bear. Uh, because I have a grey and a grey beard, and I'm white, and then I can be referred to as a panda bear. So. This is just an example of a, of a, of a, of a subset in the group or in the communities uh, that you can actually market to. In fact, the bear community in Australia is probably the biggest community group we actually have, and they run festivals and they run events, and uh, bear festivals around the world are incredibly popular, and there's a whole tourism marketing activity that goes on in regards to that. So sort of moving on from this idea that that we have lots of different groups, uh, what I just wanted to bring up is that gender is not sex. Uh, And this is just part of of just thinking about what you've been taught um, when you were growing up and what these things mean. 
And just to explain this a bit further, um, there are over 100 gender identity terms floating around at the moment. And these are terms like cis, which I used earlier, uh, which is the opposite of trans, uh, binary, female, male, intersex, two-spirit or third gender. Two-spirit is a lovely term that uh, uh, North American Indians um, actually use. Now, the, the World Health Organization summarised the, di the difference between sex and gender in the following way, and I have abridged this slightly, that sex refers to the different biological and physiological characteristics of males and females, such as your reproductive organs, chromosomes and hormones, etc. Gender, on the other hand, refers to the socially constructed characteristics of women and men, such as norms, roles, and relationships of and between groups of women and men. It varies from society to society, and it can be changed. Now, while most people are born either male or female, they'll, they are then taught appropriate norms and behaviours. Think about, you know, your schooling and even just growing up. Mm. When individuals or groups don't fit these established gender norms, they often face stigma, discriminatory practices, or social exclusion. And all of that can adversely affect mental health, in fact, physical health as well. Um, again, I'll have a, a reference here to, to, for more information to read on that because it actually is quite interesting. But gender then leads the way to how we express our sexuality. And, like, it is complicated. Um, again, I've got a great graphic here that you can't see. But basically, this is this idea of spectrums, uh, that we want to move away from a, a binary black or white. And in terms of... of sexuality when you're looking at expression of your sexuality that's how you physically present uh, to the world this the scale there is from feminine to masculine and in the middle is androgynous and androgynous uh, if you remember and I could remember this the other day David Bowie um, was very androgynous in his Ziggy Stardust phase um, and those 70s those 70s rockers uh, were very androgynous and you can slide on that spectrum from, a, from appearing very masculine to appearing very feminine. Separate to that is your orientation. That's whether you're male or female. Uh, and in the middle of that is bisexual. So if you like, this is who you're interested in sexually. And then we have gender. Now that is on a range of male to female. Then you have genital sex. And that can range from uh, the bits that you have. And intersex people sit in the middle of this because intersex people can actually have uh, attributes of both sex. And this is something that historically uh, surgeons at birth would actually make gender modifying surgery to remove um, the bits that didn't make sense. Uh, and this is where you can get a lot of gender dysphoria coming through because people were born with one thing, but that was taken away from them, but they still feel something else. Then there's chromosomal sex, which is your XX, XY, um, and the different syndromes in between. And, and this is where it gets really interesting because X and Y is not just the only chromosomes there are, um, I realise platypuses use W and Z. Um, so there's different types of chromosomes in nature as well. So this is, this is what I'm saying. This is a really complicated thing. It's not something I can really go into too much more, but it's just this understanding that when you look at how you express yourselves, gender is in a sense in your head. Orientation is who do you love? Chromosomal sex is what are the bits inside of you and genital sex is the bits outside of you. Mm. Uh, and then the expression is how do you express yourself and appear to other people as well? Does that sort of, did I cover that okay? Yeah, yeah, you covered it. And basically in my head, I'm like, okay, there's a, there are a lot of variables. Is uh, 
you know that there's so much like basically what you said of the it's a spectrum you know there's so much to it yeah. and it and it makes sense sort of breaking it into those um those different areas exactly where people can be anywhere on the scale within each one of those um areas you've just mentioned and, yeah exactly right so to give you an example uh, and I'll I'll cliche this a bit but a female um a gay female or a or a homosexual female could express masculine and we call these diesel dykes mm. uh, so it's a very masculine looking woman uh, who's interested in other women or other females the opposite of that could be a male that's interested in men but expresses very feminine mm. um, doesn't necessarily mean that they're a drag queen or doesn't mean that they're a transgender person uh, but it just means that they physically express themselves in a very feminine way um, and you start to see this is where it gets interesting because you you know there are men now wearing nail polish men are wearing makeup that mm. doesn't mean they're necessarily um very feminine but they're starting to express bits of themselves in other ways that we historically associate with what females would do yeah. and this is this idea that the the gender norms we're taught are now starting to shift and break down yeah very interesting and i'll probably leave it there because otherwise <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'll go on um and then start basically if you just sort of consider what we're talking about though is that everyone is different people will express themselves differently um and and i'll talk to this later on as well what you actually need to do is actually start to uh, ask people about where wh what do they want or where are they at in all of this because you can't assume um yeah. with what's going on yeah. Just to move it then into sort of like um, looking at the the gay community or the LGBT communities and and marketing to them, I've got some examples taken from my business. So I'm a travel-focused business, so a lot of these examples are, are in that context. Um, I'm sort of looking at four main segments, but what's interesting in this too is that further segment can occur. Um, and when we're talking about a group, um, say, for example, the Silver Dollar, um, we're not just talking about one group of people. Within that can be uh, lesbians or they can be men. And when you're marketing to these people, the imagery you use for advertising to lesbians is going to be women. When you're advertising to men or gay men, it's going to be men. So you might still be dealing with the silver dollar demographic, but within that you're going to be wanting to do different things anyway. Mm. Um, and that's where you need to be a little bit more agile and flexible in what you're doing. And, and look, and just to explain, the silver dollar... This is a recognised uh, developing segment in the general population. It's the older demographic. It's literally because we've got silver hair. Um, and there's a desire to trade and interact with suppliers who are like them. So we have similar age or characteristics. So uh, what's really interesting um, in the context of the LGBT community, for the first time, we actually have an ageing demographic that is being marketed to for the first time. And 30 years ago, this didn't happen. And in fact, 30 years ago, we were in the middle of the AIDS crisis and we killed off uh, a lot of the um, gay population, and particularly gay men. So we didn't have grey-haired gay men 30 or 40 years ago um, because they died, unfortunately. Mm. And now, though, we've got consumers that are 50-plus that have survived through that period. Um, Post-AIDS crisis, they're ageing, they're requiring servicing, and this demographic is really quite interesting because generally uh, they're without children and they do like to travel and connect with others. Um, there can be differences now within this. We actually are seeing more rainbow families coming through and I'll talk about that in a moment. But this is what I'm saying. So if we're saying, okay, so there's a consumer group now, they're at 50 plus, 
they're looking to travel and, and experience things. But then within that, you go, great. So there's the lesbians, there's the gay men, there's then the, the, the transgender people and other people. I, and then you can say, well, there's the bear community sitting inside this as well. Mm-hmm. So there are other groups. So you don't necessarily want one message when you're looking at your marketing. You may need multiple. And to be honest, this is a challenge that I deal with every day. Because if I'm marketing Gay Ski Week, for example, everyone's welcome to Gay Ski Week. So my messaging and imagery has to vary depending on the channels that I'm actually using and who those target groups actually are. Right. And it's interesting too. You can't make assumptions. Um, And I tested this some years ago that I ran ads for Gay Ski Week that had women in them. And I ran ads targeted to women. And I had the headline Gay Ski Week and Lesbian Ski Week. And the women did not click on lesbian ski week, but they clicked on gay ski week. So right. gay is predominantly a male term, lesbian a female term, but lesbians did not click on the lesbian term. They went to gay. So you can't assume the way a group's going to respond. You need to test, you know, and need to see what's going on. Now, another, another marketing segment I deal with is the lonely traveller. Uh, this is generally single people looking for connection and community interaction. Uh, these can be widowers uh, or people whose you know, people's who partners have died. And, and again, this is one of the consequences of the AIDS crisis as well. But this can also be people that have separated um, or that haven't got a partner or never had a partner that may have come out late in life as well, which is another interesting thing too. And you can break this down a little bit because there are distinctions between, between city and country folk. Uh, there's, a country, there's a group called the Country Network that deals with network for gay men in the bush. Um, and a lot of those people are people that have been in married relationships with women and have later in life come out and are looking for connection. Uh, so you can, they can be predominantly an older demographic, but you can have the lonely traveller as a younger demographic as well. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, in the country areas, uh, being gay can be quite stigmatising and you can feel quite isolated and certain areas are more welcoming. Bendigo in Victoria is an incredibly welcoming space and the council there is doing some really interesting programs, particularly around mental health. But other places can be more homophobic or transphobic. Uh, so it, it can vary. So these people are looking and reaching out for connection. Um, and this category, we apply this across all of our products, whether we're dealing with um, a, a ski week or a cruise or a travel experience or a, or a party. You know, the lonely traveller or the, the lonely consumer wants to come and connect um, in those spaces. And when you're talking marketing language, you know, your language is around making connections, making friends, companionship, the fact that you can do things that are escorted or hosted or guided, which implies that there's somebody there to look after you and to facilitate connections um, with other people. Awesome. And I'm, I'm really cold here because my hands are cold. <laughs> Got to put the heater up. Um, similar to that is another uh, group that I use, which is I get to be myself. And this is sort of the authentic self-experience. And in, in the travelling context, this is these are travellers wanting to be in safe environments and enjoy the activities that are there and to be themselves. Uh, with Ski Week, it's it, I, I have gay boys that want to ski with other gay boys and actually enjoy themselves in the snow. Mm. Uh, snowboarders particularly can be a bit blokey, a bit like the surfing fraternity in that regard. Um, and so the gay boys are actually looking for other guys that snowboard. And want to mm. hang with them, and the women as well. You know, the lesbians, much the same thing as well. Um, there's a there's an image I used in the presentation, which was a couple of guys on a camel, uh, one with the Israeli flag, one with the rainbow flag, and that image came from a journal paper about tourism in Tel Aviv. And what's the interesting statistic here 
is that the Tel Aviv officials estimate that 25% of their population in Tel Aviv are LGBT plus. Wow. Now, that's a significant percentage of a population base in a major capital city. Mm. And so Tel Aviv is now becoming something of a hub and a welcoming hub to people to actually visit. So from a tourism point of view, that's really important. There's a lot of money in that that's actually that those local businesses in Tel Aviv can now actually tap into. Mm. Um, and it's something that's being, and it's in the context of the Middle East and the Arab states and, you know, some of the severe um, penalties about being gay and that sort of thing, it's quite interesting. There's a lovely juxtaposition sitting there and it just goes to show you that the gays are actually everywhere and we do cross cultural boundaries, social boundaries, you know, gender and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, that's a huge opportunity for the businesses in that in Tel Aviv, isn't it? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's I'm seeing more and it's in my socials, I'm seeing more and more people are traveling there. So it's something right. that's actually yeah. I mean it's really exciting. It's really yeah. exciting. Um the other sort of big category we we are looking at, and again, this is a developing category, is the rainbow families. So these are same-sex families with children. But again, there are differences within this because you have two gay men that have children, uh, or you may have two lesbians that may have children, or again, you may have other variations within that as well. So, so again, you know, the imagery and language can vary slightly here, but at the, at the heart of it, you have gay parents or LGBT parents with their children. The children are not necessarily LGBT plus. Um, however, they could, they could be later. Um, it's, it's not actually relevant right at this point, but it's about creating, you know, family-friendly activities that are also safe and welcoming environments for same-sex parents and their children. There are, in fact, groups like parents of gender-diverse children. So there are parents that are heterosexual that actually, uh, or in fact, they can actually be LGBT plus as well, who actually have identified that their children are actually quite different uh, and, uh, and have different needs around that as well from a socialising point of view. The language, again, from a marketing point of view, you, you are talking about safety. Um, you are talking about value and savings and bundling. There are the cliche uh, separations here that the lesbian demographics tend to be slightly lower socioeconomic and the gay men tend to be slightly higher. There are exceptions to that, but there seems to be a broad spread in sort of in that regard. Um, and this is the and it gets magnified particularly with the women because they actually are dealing with a lot more barriers there uh, and those the, the, you know the the, uh, the gender pay gap and those sort of issues mm -hmm. kick in here as well. It's so because that even on this one, like you know, I was just thinking sometimes um, I'm sure more and more and in your space you'd say like two adults rather than you know like male female you know or like just being aware of the languaging. Um, for any couple, it came to mind just then because I went to the zoo yesterday and as you're showing this um, for our listeners, like the screen has a picture of a two males, like couple with two kids and then the, the two two um, lesbians with the two kids. And I was just thinking, what did it say at the zoo? You know, when on the adults, you know, because there's there's something like five options. It's, you know, like one adult with two kids or two adults oh, yes, with one yes. kid, two adults with three kids, you know, there weren't that many. I'm like, where's our option? You know, I was just thinking, I'm pretty sure it just said two adults, two kids. So just, but yeah, yeah that it's would a be, fine line, isn't it? If they could yeah. do one wrong word and you, um, you know. You, and that's you, the point, you, yeah, and that's the point about language um, and the marketing stuff you have, which, which we'll come to in a moment. But it's very much about uh, just understanding that, you know, what is a family? 
you know, what mm-hmm. makes up a family? Yeah. And, you know, we're seeing this more that, you know, um, the uh, bring your father to work, you know, no, bring your father to school day, your mother to school day, you know, those things are changing yeah. slightly yeah, um, and yeah. that sort of thing. And that what we need to understand here too, and, you know, families are not just a, a husband and wife with kids. They may be single parent families. Mm. Um, and so, you know, they that's nothing to do with gender or sexuality. It's just that that parent is responsible for, for the children by themselves and mm. their sensitivities around that and, and how that works as well. Um, so then, moving, oh, oh, sorry, just a bit of gas there. We can edit that out, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> All good. You know, we keep it natural, uh, human around here. <laughs> I know. So, look, uh, moving then into how do you welcome these communities into your business? Uh, simplistically, uh, the key word I have here is respect. If you are respectful in these interactions, you really can't go wrong. What you need to do is be open to the differences and keep an open mind. Uh, Your own preferences and prejudices may come into play here that you may not be aware of. So you just need to be aware. There's a bit of self-awareness that needs to kick in here as well. And I constantly get uh, caught up on this when when it comes to pronouns, which we'll talk about shortly, um, and just the language you're using when you're identifying and talking to groups of people. Uh, What I say here is, look, be kind in your interactions and treat clients as you would wish to be treated. You know, it's actually really that simple in in that regard. We don't need to get too complicated there. But the things I would get uh, the listeners to consider is think about the language you use in your communications. And this is not just marketing, but this is actually guest interaction or consumer client interaction. The imagery that you're using in your marketing, but also in, say, point of sale and that sort of thing as well. The products that you have and the services that you offer. And just to break that down a bit more. So marketing concepts and language. Uh, The common thing that the cliche is ladies and gentlemen. Avoid that because that's actually splitting into a binary situation and people sit outside of that. Use terms like people or honoured guests, wonderful humans in the context here, bananas. These are collective terms uh, where we are identifying a group of people without necessarily having to identify their gender because at the end of the day, we actually don't need to. Uh, We're about, simplistically, we are about welcoming a group of people into our business. And, and it's just a way of doing that. One of the challenges I had at last year's Gay Ski Week is that for the first time, and Gay Ski Week has a variety of guests there, for the first time we had some non-binary guests. And these were people that physically presented to look like women or lesbians uh, in this case, but they didn't identify in that space. And they identified as non-binary. So I actually had to catch myself because I was got, dropping into the stereotype, ladies and gentlemen, and I realised I had to stop saying that. But also other language like you guys or you girls, like mm. that's actually gender-based as well. We understand that, you know, guys is a broader term. However, it is actually exclusionary. And mm. this is the thing. What you're doing here is you're using language that is excluding a group of people, not including a group of people. Mm. And that's the interesting thing. And, I, I mean, I still stumble over this. And a lot of the time you actually just need to ask the question, how would you like to be addressed? And that comes under pronouns. And I've got a, a bit more on that later. But as far as the language goes, um, you know, look at your collective terms and, and come up with your own terms. Like as I said, bananas I love because it's such doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. But we now we know that that's identifying our community here. 
Yeah. And it's a re- that's a really strong brand position you've got going there as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's it's interesting. It's the, the whole thing where you say guys as well. I I um even on that one, totally outside of kind of today's content, having international customers. And I use, I'd use it in a relaxed, you know, as it's yeah, like you're saying, it's sort of we're so used to it as a relaxed, almost slang everyone, whether it's male or female. But then to some international markets as well, where I'd say, are you guys, guys? And they're like, the ladies are like, what, you, you know, you yep. just guys. I mean, no one else. You yeah. know, like, so it's like, it's not only, yeah, it's just, yeah. Good, good point, that one. The guys is a, is a tricky one. See, and I've actually, I haven't even gone into the international connection yeah, with all of this yeah. as well because oh, no, no. you know japanese culture different from american culture different from australian culture so yeah. there's that aspect as well which is when you're dealing with internationals it's actually quite that's quite important mm. in your language as well um when we're saying about the the collective terms uh, that's one thing however when you have a gay couple that's attending your business it is appropriate to say mr and mr or to have that welcoming letter uh, and the the cliches here is that you know you go to you go to your hotel room and there's that welcome letter that says dear Mister and Mrs Jones and it's like well actually yeah. it's me and my husband uh, that are actually here and it's Mister Smith and Mister Jones um, yeah. and they haven't connected those dots. Likewise, you know it can be Misses and Misses. Um, I was doing a booking today for some friends in Perth and they are a married couple and they are husbands and they now have the same surname, which is actually quite nice. So they are Mister and Mister. Right. Uh, which which is really quite nice. Yeah. Um, so it's just consider your language. Consider it not just in, in the marketing, but also in, in the general operational stuff that you're doing. You know, what? how do you greet your guests or your clients? That, that sort of stuff and, and those interactions that you have with them. Then if we, uh, moving on from language, we look at imagery. Now, you know, you have uh, marketing, you have people interacting with your products and looking fantastic or there's the experiential thing and they're having a wonderful time and life is wonderful. When, as a gay man, when I see a photograph of a hotel room or a cruise ship or an experience that has uh, a woman and a man in it, that image does not relate to me Mm. uh, because that is a heterosexual couple and that's not my experience. Uh, It would be great if I saw two men together but you'd have to make sure that that's appropriate for the audience because if you're marketing to lesbians, two men together is not going to resonate with that audience. So you need to do, be considered with it. I, I always say if you're doing a photo shoot and you've got uh, a, you know, a male and a female there, which generally they will do because we understand that that's most of the you know, significant part of the population, um, you can actually take one of them out of the photograph. So you have a photograph of just the woman standing there or just the male standing there, and then suddenly you have an image that can actually be used uh, for other channels as well and for other markets. And it's very it's very simple to do. Ideally, it would be great if you had a couple of guys and a couple of girls and a, uh, and a mixed couple as well uh, that's there. With that as well, of course, we can go down the racial aspect as well and through the ability or disability category in this as well. And some companies like Celebrity Cruises are actually making great um, strides in this where they've actually created a whole inclusive there's a whole website behind this, the diversity uh, strategy and campaign that they've got, where they've got famous uh, photographers creating portfolios of imagery where you have a, a woman in a beautiful dress, cocktail dress, in a restaurant sitting in a wheelchair. Mm. Never seen that before on a cruise ship, in cruise ship imagery. And so they're, they're actually really looking on the diversity. There's actually a really nice photo, and it's a guy in a wheelchair with his wife and child on an Australian beach with a kangaroo. Yeah. And it's just that idea of putting those pieces together 
but yeah. suddenly you're actually saying, hey, we're actually interested in people, you know, that look like you. Mm, yeah. Whatever that look like you may be, you know. It's that it's that seeing yourself on TV, seeing yourself in a space, seeing yourself represented um, is really powerful for people. And again, we come from a place of privilege as white males. We see ourselves everywhere. And, and we have to step back from this. Um, mm-hmm. And as business owners, you have to step back and consider who is your audience and who who do you want to welcome to the table? That, yeah, you know, and it is this. almost like that default, like male, male and female happy image, isn't it, that I think a lot of businesses use or like look for or get, you know, no matter what they're selling, it's like there's the there's the happy couple and it's like, well, now this is really good and really insightful to be aware, you know, you may... Um, you may be less inclusive right there if you, you know, yeah. and it's okay to have the male, the, I mean, the male-female couple photo, but then you might want to have another photo with, a you know, a male or male and male or female, female. Yeah. Person, just to be- and as I said, the default is just have one person. That's really easy. Yeah, there you go. You know, I mean, ageism is a thing here too. Um, you know, we, we forget that there are older people. And again, this goes back to that silver mm. dollar marketing segment. You know, having people that look older in your photos can actually be really powerful. Um, as in as, as a Western culture in Australia, we don't necessarily honour our elders as much as, say, the Japanese culture does mm. or the Chinese culture where you get much more cross-generational activity actually happening. Um, and you see that particularly in the cruise. I, I know that the cruises, cruise lines, you know, you have cabins adjacent to each other where you'd have the grandparents and the parents and the children, that mm. sort of thing going on. So that's, that's a consideration. Um, looking at products, uh, products, Hotels, I'll use that example because I'm familiar with it. You walk into a hotel, you open up the wardrobe and there's two dressing gowns in there and two sets of slippers on the ground. One's a large set of slippers and one's a small set of slippers. The assumption there is that it's a male and female and the male is big and the female is small. Mm -hmm. And I just ask you to think about, is that correct? Mm, So there you go. (laughs) You know, the cliche, you know, if it's two guys, well, that's not going to work. If it's two women, that's not going to work. If the woman is tall and large, you know, or the male is small. It could be a trans woman or a trans male as well. So there, there are not necessarily one way to do this. Um, and and it's like when you get to the, the nice experience here is you like when you get to check in, and they say to you, uh, you know, a male and female couple rock up to check in, and they go, okay, we've got a double bed for you. It's like, well, actually, no, we don't want a double bed. We want two twin beds. Or Two males turn up and they go, we've got two twin beds for you. No, no, we want a double bed together. Mm. Um, and the hotels are starting to, to deal with this by saying, what bedding arrangement would you like? Right, yeah. And, and that's how you take the step back from that. You say, so you don't assume, you take a step back and you ask, what would, would, you, like a, would you like a large dressing gown or a small dressing gown? Yeah. It, it's, like, it's as simple as that. So don't assume the sizes. Yes, we understand it's easy but it's not necessarily the best way to be welcoming to different yeah. types of people. Awesome. Um, and in regards to like services, for example, and I use the example, if you're offering a cooking class and you're offering a cooking class to women, why would you not offer that cooking class to men? You know, you've suddenly doubled, you know, potentially your market there because whilst you're thinking you've got a product that's specifically designed for women, it may appeal to people outside of that. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the trans community here can sit outside of these spaces as well. And I, I, I mean, there's the example in, in, in Indeed with shoes that there was, um, it was she was actually, it was a lady that was doing a business presentation for Facebook and she runs a shoe store and it's an online store uh, for women. And she realised and discovered that the larger shoe sizes that she was selling were very appealing to 
not only women with large feet, but the trans community, but also the drag queen community. And they become a fairly important marketing segment for her. Mm. And a lot of people may be familiar with the movie Kinky Boots, which is also a stage show. And that's where you know, a shoe manufacturer in England uh, suddenly turned their business around by making large shoes that were designed for drag queens. Right. So your business can pivot by identifying that there's a niche community that's not being serviced um, and actually respond to that need. And if you haven't seen the movie, I highly recommend it. So, look, I mean, the one way to sort of summarise all those different things that we're talking about uh, and what I say is don't assume, ask, and really ask. If you're not sure, simply ask the person. Honestly, we all appreciate people taking effort to, to learn uh, from us and, and, and what we want. We, we, you know, we crave to be seen and to be heard and to have someone actually ask us, well, what do you want? You know, what would work for you? You don't yeah. need to know the answer when you ask that question. That's the whole point of asking it. You don't need to have the solution immediately and you can work on that and come to it. But, you know, and as I'm saying, it's when they rock into for checkup, how would you like your beds, you know? Or how would you like to be, how shall I address you? How would you like to be identified? What pronouns would you like me to use? And that'll lead me, that actually segues into pronouns. Um, and this is really important uh, for our trans community as well. And just to give you a bit of a definition here, when I talk about pronouns, pronouns, it's the third person pronoun by which an individual wishes to be referred to in order to indicate their gender identity. So uh, my you know, pronouns are he, him. That's how I identify. Christo, do you know what yours are? Uh, well, I would be a he, him. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, well, this, it's up to you. I'm this looking at your chart here and I'm yep. just like, like I'm terrible at this stuff. Looking at your chart, there's words. I'm like, is that, I didn't even know these words existed. On yeah, here. so like, this is. Yeah, but I'm a he, him for sure. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. That's um, how you identify. He, him, your, his. Yep. Yeah, you identify as a male and you're masculine. You use the pronouns he, him, as do, as do I. The difference between us is you happen to be a straight male and I happen to be a gay male. Yeah. But we're both cis males in that sense, and that and that is that we, you know, we were born male and we identify with being male, and that hasn't changed for us. The reason why we use trans is because trans people uh, or transgender people um, have been born in a different state as to how they identify, and they've generally gone through a state of gender dysphoria, which is a disconnection to who they actually are, and eventually arrive in a state of gender euphoria. Uh, which is when they actually align to who they actually uh, who they identify with and can express themselves in those ways. The interesting thing here is that uh, there are now neo pronouns, uh, which are literally the new pronouns, and they are pronouns like Z here or hers or Z here. And uh, I may not be saying this correctly, and because a lot of these are using like it's spelt Z E. So yeah. this and basically the pronouns are broken down. The subject pronouns are she, he, or they and Z then falls into that. The object pronoun is her or him or them. And her, here, H-I-R falls into that. There's the possessive. It's hers, it's his, it's theirs. And then the pronunciation around those that are there as well. And basically, she and he are gendered and they is gender neutral. Mm. So if you're not sure, drop into gender neutral. And it's actually quite nice to be able to do that. And we actually do this quite often and we don't realise it. So you're referring to that group of people over there and they need something. You've actually done, you've actually just identified a group of people without using a gender term. 
yeah. you've identified them as they, you know. There's, yeah. And you can use it in the singular sense as well to say, um, I was talking to this person and I didn't quite understand where they were coming from. Yeah. You know, nice. and how they felt or, or what they what they what they felt they needed, you know. Yeah. So and the reason why this is important is a pronoun affirms the gender identity for the person involved and it creates a safe space by referring to people in the way that feels most accurate to them. So the use of pronouns is not necessarily about me, it's about the person I'm talking to. Mm. And this is me building rapport with them and making them, again, making them feel safe, making them feel welcome. It's a very simple thing, but it's incredibly empowering for people. And this is this visibility uh, thing that we sort of talk about. Um, one of the reasons why we're seeing this increase, particularly in the younger people, about the, them being more, more fluid in their terminology and using other language is 30 or 40 years ago, we didn't have the language to describe their states. Yeah, yeah. Non-binary didn't exist as a term, I don't believe, in, you know, 40 years ago. Um, you know, these other words that are now coming through, people are using them because they don't feel constrained. They don't want to be constrained. They, they, they want to identify in another way or don't want to be identified in a particular way. Mm. And, and it's giving, it's the language is empowering people to be themselves. A lot of learning for all of us uh, looking at this and hearing all of this, you know, getting used to it as well. So it's a learning process, isn't it, for everyone? And as I said, I, you know, I kept tripping up last year at Ski Week by, you know, by saying guys and, yeah, you know, like you guys, same. that's the common one for me, you guys. I've got to, uh, you know, avoid yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but look, the, the, to start summarising this up is that the thing is you will not get this right all of the time. Can I 100% guarantee that? What you need to do is try. You know, trying is really important. Apologise if you make a mistake. Learn, adapt, apply. Uh, so, yeah, and adapt your language, adapt your processes, adapt your communications. The benefit here to you and to the business owners is that you are creating an environment where your customer feels welcomed and valued. And as a result of that, hopefully they'll become an advocate of your business because you saw them for who they are, you listened to them, and you let them be themselves. And, you, it's, again, it's coming back to where I started. You are creating a safe space where people feel welcomed. Mm. it's as simple as that you know yeah now, this has been so, look, so much to take in this is awesome Go it on. is and and the thing what's really good is that there are there are now people out there doing uh more education on this there are there are edu there are webinars with that that like new south wales um tourism uh, is doing uh, other states are doing this as well you're seeing this coming through in programs through corporate as well um, different tourism bodies are actually now starting to identify that they actually need to use more inclusive language and offer trainings around them. The corporate world is, is doing a lot of work in this and you tend to see pride and diversity or inclusion and diversity groups popping up a lot more. As small business owners, we obviously don't, you know, have a lot of those resources to us, but you can reach out. We'll give the guys some, uh, see, I just did it then. We'll give the guys we'll give the <laughs> listeners some links where they can get more information and that sort of thing yeah i was gonna say that's awesome I'll, I'll um if it's all right with you i'll share those links um that you've got in your your kind of presentation slide here um in the show notes so wherever you're listening in whether you're on mobile or uh any device in the show notes you'll be able to expand and see those links yeah, yeah. and i think you know and that's that's pretty much it it's it's I mean, it's a very broad topic. It's it's evolving and it's growing and, and we're learning from it as well. And it's, you know, every day it's about just making people feel welcome. 
Yeah, and I think what, well, yeah, as you've mentioned, making people feel welcome and just the awareness. I think um, a lot of us we're doing marketing, we're busy, we're you know promoting. We might have a pile of images we use, but just to kind of look at a look at the, your own marketing through a different lens, like it's just because even like a like I need to a, now that you've gone through this, it's like top of mind. Go through, look over our sales pages because of just having. Like it, you know, you know, you you know what you know, and you you're used to marketing the way you market. So, with that perspective, you know, from today's um, session, this is awesome, so good. What about you? So, what about if people are like, this guy knows his stuff. I want to uh, do one of his trips. I Absolutely, get, uh, yeah. You've, um, you've, you've you've shared four of your market segments in there, which is obviously it's many, many more. But um, there's probably some listeners going, you know what? <laughs> that sounds amazing. Well, look. This is the thing. (laughs) Absolutely. Look, everyone is welcome to join any of our events. Like everyone is welcome. Whilst we are, as I said, we're a gay business. We service the LGBT plus communities, but everyone is welcome because the gays know how to party. Um, We, you know, we have hosted cruises. We ski week is amazing. If you are a ski and you want to have a lot of fun, come and join us at gay ski week at Falls Creek in September this year. Uh, if if people want to know more, they can go to pointsofdifference.com and see the events there. We're just about to drop a hosted cruise around New Zealand and there'll be more events coming up. And, you know, if you're in town, we do an amazing New Year's Eve party down at Circular Quay in Sydney. Uh, that's the best view of the fireworks, 300 tickets, international guest list, and everyone is welcome. We even have someone's mother every year uh, that will be there. Uh, so okay. it's a very diverse crowd, but everyone everyone's welcome. If people have specific questions, they can reach out to me through the show notes. I'm happy to talk to them. And if people want to know more about different travel experiences that we do and that sort of thing, I can answer those questions as well. Amazing. So, yeah, all the events and travel. Um, And so I'm going to share your website link in the show notes as well. Well, the team here, that'll be posted. So, yeah, once again, can find points of difference um, URL, the, the URL for Adam's business. In the show notes, otherwise get on Google if you're listening and you're trying to remember it later, points of difference, travel and events, and you'll uh, you'll find him, you'll track him down, you can check it out and book into one of the events. Um, thanks so much. This has been My pleasure. really awesome and generous of you to share your knowledge um, with, with all of our listeners and the entire Bananas community with all of the Bananas. Absolutely. Bananas are fantastic people. well thank you really really appreciate it and looking forward to catching up again soon pleasure to get more from basic bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing visit basicbananas.com